When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to the 14th episode of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. I'm her podcaster in crime. I already screwed up my line. Wait, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Ready? Hi, I'm Maggie Lawson. I'm her podcast. Jeez. (laughs) This is what happens when I improvise. Uh, Hi, I'm Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Elmondson. Oh, that was so good. This week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 13, Game, Set, Murder. The name of the two sing-songy, but like, the Timothy Robinson got a little... Got a little... Got a little... in there. I'm wondering when the... Uh, Hi, Tim. Hi, Maggie. Is going to get old to people listening when they're like, can we please just fast forward between these two, uh, over these oh, two? I'm sure they already do. <laughs> No, so I like that you're switching it up. What should I do? Should I just keep it like, I'm Maggie? I like it. I like being just like, hi, I'm Maggie Lawson, because the surprise is, is Yours you. is perfect. All I right, just I was right. listening to it every time I hear it. I was like, ah, my, mine was a little meh. Uh, I disagree. I think you're always, yeah. Thank you. Is that you. the opposite of meh? Um, meh. meh. <laughs> so now we have a new intro. And depending on whether or not we leave this in the episode, um, the psychos also got to uh, to witness our, um, you know, sometimes we like to do multiple takes to get it exactly right. Because that's but it how only took you three. Professionals do it. That's how we that's roll. how professionals do it. I love it. Um, okay, so game set. Murder. One more time. Game set. Murder. Okay, great. Just making so sure laughing. everyone knows which one we're doing. <laughs> episode number, speaking of unlucky murders, episode number 13, season one. Absolutely. Episode 13. I can't believe we're already this far into the season. I can't believe we're, we only have a couple left. And this, so this is number 14 of our awesome podcast. The psychologists are in, for those of you who aren't sure what you're listening to. That's what you're listening to. Psychologists. Hey, Maggie, um, I got a question. Yeah. How ready are you to podcast the shit out of this one? <laughs> well, now that you're here, I'm ready to podcast the shit out of this one and all of the others as then well. Let's do it as I pick up my notes, my Your trusty notes? notes. Hang on, let me open my notes and get serious because we're going to do game set murder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They all hate us. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So I'm going to do our, I'm going to like walk through the synopsis like I do and then stop me with your notes and I'll stop you with my notes and memories. Um, There were some fun ones in this one. This was a, this was a funny episode. I realized we didn't have like one giant guest star. Um, I feel like we had gotten into a rhythm a little bit of having a lot of like kind of major guest stars, but I think because of that, some more personal stuff opened up, especially with you and um, Corbin. Oh, so first thing, oh, right, at the Indian restaurant, a lady has a pineapple on her plate. That's right. That's the pineapple sighting. I love that. Okay, Tim, are you ready? Hang on. I'm adjusting my 
reading glasses. Hold, please. Okay. Adjusting. We hold for adjustments at the psychologists are in. I'm going to start with the cold open. Boot up. Cold open. Little Gus and little Sean play a game of battleship. They get into a fight because Sean won. Gus claims Sean is cheating. Sean's dad said best friends don't resort to fighting. Henry. He said uh, they need to trust one another. Turns out Sean was cheating. He didn't have any ships on his board. He gets grounded. Sean tells Juliet they can figure out <laughs> together. This is so funny. How, uh, how he can be less lonely. So now we're at the police station. Cut back to present day. Sean wants a case because Gus is out of town and he is lonely. There is an old man wearing a sweatsuit. He notices a tennis player on the cover of a magazine. This was an amazing catch by him. Sean walks into the chief's office blindfolded with Juliet's scarf. So I just say we need to be careful with old man, Devin, because that the actor who played that, that role is probably a year younger than me. <laughs> at the time. So uh, careful there. Devin, we're going to proofread these from now on. <laughs> I'm reading this cold, guys. Devin is amazing. She goes through, she watches every episode and she makes these like crazy good synopses. Devin, you're not in trouble. It's okay. Great. Now she's just going to really start messing with us in the synopsis. There's an old man wearing a Tennessee. That's so funny you got that. Sean walks into the chief's office blindfolded with Juliet's scarf. He makes a scene guessing this week's Missing subject. Sean and Lassiter tried. Oh, I loved this bit so much. Sean and Lassiter try to enter the door together and they run into each other. And then do you did you catch this, Tim, where he he's basically gives you the right away to go and then he goes anyway? Yeah, I didn't. It's, yeah, he's Sean? it's the uh, it's, it becomes a classic bit of whenever he and I leave a, a door together, he always pushes me into one side of the door jams. Is this a first? This might be the first because this does happen a lot. Oh, you're right. This, I, I guess it would be a first then. Yeah, we have a first. It's the psych first uh, happening in this episode. Okay, this this was funny. Gus is at work uh, at a work bonding camp retreat thing. It's a weekend retreat to build trust at the workplace. Sean, I'm yes, raising my hand. For those of you who can't see because we're not, we're just audio. I'm raising my hand. <laughs> His hands up. <laughs> um, prior to this, when Sean asked Juliet how to make him less lonely. It's the first sort of real, I mean, I think it's one of the more overt flirtations between his character, between Sean and O'Hara, isn't I it? I thought that too. And she kind of, I, like, I, she, I, I kind of just like uh, grin and, and shake it off. Um, but I'm with you. I feel like that was more overt than, than we had seen so far. And also, I'm trying to think of that, uh, think of the episodes before, um, because there's a definite I feel like flirtation from Juliet back at the end of this. At the end of the episode or the end of the scene? End of the episode. Ooh, so I we'll get there. That. But yeah, I feel like there's just a little bit of a hint of like she's she's definitely. I mean, we obviously I'm charmed by him, but um, uh, but that feels it gets a gets a little flirty. I think Sean mentions. Okay, so Gus is at his thing. Sean mentions there's a missing tennis player. She was supposed to go to a tournament with her dad, but she never showed up. Dun dun Gus dun. Gus was voted the first one to hold the sharing stick in the sensitivity circle. Sean says Gus's grandma slipped in her tub to get him to leave. Uh, Sean and Gus arrive at the missing tennis player's home. Sean notices a palm tree painted on her nail. There's also creepy a security camera in her room which I'm glad Gus calls out because I, I was like, why does her dad have a camera in her room? Anyway, oh, yeah, gives her dad gives off overprotective vibes. Uh, sure. Sean notices she has a box of diamonds. There's a thin diamond ring. It's cheaper. Sean thinks it's from someone else. 
does the missing player have a mystery lover? I think he mentions this being one of those eternity rings too, and Gus knows exactly what that is, which is like a promise ring or something. Um, no, it's it's cute. a band that you're that you wear all the time. They're often you get them after a um, engagement ring, I believe. It tends to be more of a um, married couple type gift, I think. Ah, got it. Okay, so, as opposed so, to just dating, right? So Lasseter walks, uh, drinking coffee. Sean and Gus run into him. Sean's dad shows up to throw away all of his junk. Oh, hang on. We're, yeah, so we're now we're back down at White Rock. Wait, yeah, back in White Rock. It was really beautiful, actually. It's so funny because it's so rainy there, but I feel like we, we really did get some beautiful days. Um, so kids, we've mentioned White <laughs> Rock in the past, and um, the reason we would drive an hour and something, depending on the traffic, to this, White Rock is, is a little part of... Um, well, it is Canada, but it's right across the border from America. And you can actually look over the wall. And it's it's, it's got this weird sort of um, weather window where it, it gets much more sun than Vancouver mm-hmm. proper. So we would use that to be Santa Barbara. So there's, there's a nice little boardwalk. and Well, there's a, there's this nice walkway, and that's where the psych office is, the actual physical exterior mm-hmm. building. And there's a pier. That's where um, we would shoot there a lot as our Santa Barbara because we could, we could count on more sunshine there. It was beautiful. And you're right. I forgot that the weather actually was different. It was always, you would check the weather for Vancouver, but White Rock would always be I different. I believe that's, that's called right. a microclimate. It's a microclimate. Well, thanks, Tim. <laughs> but then one thing is we, we quickly learned if we didn't turn off our, um, our roaming on our cell phones, we would suddenly get really heavy roaming charges trying to get into the States. It was always completely mishuganed. Tim, you are full of, of interesting information. Okay, so now we have Sean and Gus run into him. All right, so we, they run into Lasseter and... There's a, there's a show first. <gasps> As Lasseter's walking away with his coffee, Sean comes up, James and Delay come up behind me, and Sean asked me something, or I asked Sean something, and his answer is um, is just the word no. But the <gasps> way he says too. it, it's it's the first time he does no as Tim Curry, as Frankenfurter in Rocky Horror. So yep. it's a new, no, no. No, I can't even do it as well as he does. It's very nasally short. No. You know what I'm talking about. You've seen you've seen Tim Curry Rocky do Horror. Uh, Rocky Horror. Yeah, and then we had Curry come up for um the masterful Tim Curry when we had him come up for mm-hmm. American duos. We wrote no as many times as possible in that script. So I think we got a couple proper Tim Curry no's out of it. And then I think Sean James actually did a no to him. Anyway, so that was I was he excited did. to see. And then that it's repeated um a few beats later as Sean and Gus are walking to the um to Henry's truck. It's the first time we see um, a glimmer of Lassiter's love of fishing because he gets very excited that there's a new fishing pole there. So I wrote this down because I feel, I wondered, had you, Tim, yet discovered your love of fishing? Because Tim loves fly fishing. Tim would go on, and I and I feel like this was something it was either new in your life or you discovered while we were on the show because I remember us talking about it and I remember how much you loved it. Gaps in the diet should not be ignored, you guys. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D for their diet and 95% are not getting enough of their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. It is formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. 
But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard, university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, Essential for Women 18 Plus, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. That is huge. That is proven. I love this multivitamin because I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. I don't want to take a lot of things. I don't want to have to remember. And this is just so easy and it provides so much. And it's all proven, you guys. Like they did all the research. They did all the work. Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash pineapple and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash pineapple. After a long day, I just want to curl up on the couch and get lost in a gripping story with characters I can love and hate. Is that too much to ask? Nope. Thanks to Sundance Now, I always have something to watch that is binge-worthy and that I can be obsessed with. Sundance Now is an ad-free streaming service created by AMC Networks for people who obsess over riveting storytelling and fresh perspectives, like me. Sundance Now has original prestige dramas, international thrillers, and bone-chilling true crime shows. Every show is a sleek production with sexy lead characters. They've got shows like the hit British series, A Discovery of Witches, one of my favorites. It's the perfect mix of period drama, romance, and edge-of-your-seat thriller. It's like all those things in one, you guys. It's so good. Seasons one and two are streaming now. We're almost to the end of season three. The finale is coming up soon. Uh, So you guys, it's like the perfect time. It's the perfect time. You can just like binge it now so you'll be all ready for the finale, which I think is coming up on February 19th. It is, yeah, February 19th. So anyway, I love the show and I think you guys are going to love it too. Also, did I tell you that this is an ad-free streaming service? Okay, cool. Anyway, you can stream Sundance now on all your favorite devices for as low as $4.99 a month. Just download the app or watch online and discover exclusive shows from around the world instantly. I found my next TV obsession on Sundance Now, and you will too. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to sundancenow.com and use promo code pineapple. That's sundancenow.com code pineapple for 30 days of free streaming. sundancenow.com code pineapple. The, the, the fly fishing um, came. You've always done. Just right on there. So what Henry and Laster go out and do, that's what, we would, that's what fly fishing would call bait and tackle fishing. A far less refined, less gentlemanly way type of fishing, which I used to do that with my, my dad. I would go for salmon in the Puget Sound right outside of Seattle. So I had done a bit of bait and tackle fishing, but primarily I'm, I'm more of a fly fisherman. So yeah, if, I had a, if there was a weekend where I couldn't make it home to Dallas and the kids, I always have, took my gear up with me and I yeah. would take a day and go off, fish for salmon in some of the many beautiful rivers up in supernatural Columbia. British Columbia. That's their tourist phrase, I believe. Was this something they knew about you, the writers? Did you ask or like, did you suggest this or did they just do it? Uh, no, it, it was just, it just happened to be. In fact, Anupam, who wow. wrote this episode, he and I were talking about one of the fishing terminologies he uses and he was like, yeah, I, I know nothing about fishing. So it just kind of, it just sort of happened. We'll get more to that, the fishing stuff later, but as the fishing scenes, the fishing stuff continues with Henry Laster, it's a beautiful foreshadowing of 
what their friendship becomes in Psych 3. This is Gus, the movie. I thought about that. Yeah, I thought about that too. I was like, oh, wow, we were really setting some stuff up here that we don't touch on a lot in the series, but that really comes full circle by the third movie. So Henry's getting rid of all of Sean's stuff. Sean wants to keep his white snake shirt. I wrote this down. Gus finds an old airwolf windbreaker. Uh, and then Lassiter takes a fishing rod. He decides to go with, with Henry the next morning to go fishing. Sean and Gus, oh, I loved this scene. Sean and Gus talk to a girl at the tennis court. It's the missing tennis players competition. She was there the day that she went missing. Gus is upset because the girl is clearly better than him at tennis. This scene, this to me was like such a good classic psych scene because there's this hilarious back and forth happening between uh, Gus and this girl, <laughs> this girl just beating Gus at tennis and him yes. struggling. That skip run yeah. that we've seen him yeah. do a few times, <laughs> it was so good. But there's also like real details about the case happening. I thought this girl was fantastic. I was like, why didn't we have her on again? So Dulé is trying to return serves from this fierce young, <laughs> young woman tennis player. And he's just kicking her butt. Which was interesting that Dulé was the one returning the serve because um, in real life, in IRL, James Roday Rodriguez is a pretty um, accomplished tennis player. Am I correct? He's fantastic. Absolutely. I was surprised, too, that 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 wasn't Sean. It would be good for the story. But um, yeah. Yeah. So James would often go out with our guest stars who who played and might have even had a point in casting to try and get actors cast who who had some tennis game. He still plays. Uh, I want to say that he was playing even on Psych 3. He was, uh, yeah, in I the remember. movie, I remember there was, it was, we went through that incredible heat wave in, in Pacific Northwest. And <laughs> James decided to go play tennis that day. And I think he might have been a little hungover, but yeah. he said it was one of the worst I'm decisions sure. of his life. And he still did it. And he still did. I can't remember who we played with, but. Um, uh, it was McKellie. Yeah, it was McKellie. It was our, our producer. Our That's line right. producer yeah, yeah, for, yeah. That episode, for that movie. Glad we figured this out. Okay. Our listeners are so glad we figured out who, who James played tennis with. So that glad, day. you guys. So glad you know now. Um, okay, the tennis player mentions that she was dating some guy, some guy tennis player named Doug. Her dad didn't approve. Oh, the other thing I should say too is like, uh, it was interesting because Sean knows who all the tennis players are in real life, IRL. Um, Rode is a not only is he a great tennis player, he's a massive tennis fan. He knows everything about everybody. He knows, like, stats. He watches every single um, match, like, any sort of, uh, even if they air at 4 a.m., like, he, he he is a diehard tennis fan. He also has this hidden talent that he could tell you that the, the song's off sort of any album from the 80s. Yeah. And yeah, the cast, <laughs> every member of any ca- the cast of any horror film from yep. those days. Yep, he can. I'm pretty sure this is where he's a lot like Sean. Um, that kind of, he has a, an, a ridiculous memory bank for all of that. Okay. So the tennis player, okay. So she storms off the court once because, uh, she, oh, she and her dad fought about this guy. So this tennis pro had this other dude, Sean and Gus go to the nail salon because he recognized the same palm tree design on the missing girl's nails as a flyer. He looks at their computer and notices she was there yesterday. She also got something delivered to a different address. They go to this address. The cops are at the address they found. She is unconscious. It's not a missing person case anymore. It's attempted murder. Thank you. I got to say, so, so, so they wheel away a body on a gurney and there's gauze, there's a bandage over her head with a blood stain. And I'm using air quotes 
because <laughs> the blood stain looks like it, they used um, hummingbird feeder nectar. It's like this sort of, it's like so obviously not blood. It's like this yeah. pink red dye number three that someone just normally were. Re- I don't know which department that would have been, but our folks are really on top of this stuff like this. But that was kind of that's one that I saw and went, huh, that was a little weird. That made me do a little Scooby Doo, huh? <laughs> And then cut that to the crime scene and that same, the fresh blood is now old blood because it's, it's that same bright pink, perfectly like someone just poured some like... Kool-Aid. It's Kool-Aid. Better, it's Kool-Aid, better words, guys. yes. So we know now that it's attempted... Murder. Great. Sean notices a gold necklace. The photographer at the case took a course from Sean's dad. Oh, that's right. The missing tennis player. I have a note about this. I have a big note about this, actually. Um, The photographer at the case. uh, The missing tennis player stayed at this site with another female tennis player. Sean makes a scene. Sean notices a missing glass as well and that the toilet seat is up. Sean's dad and Lassiter are buddies now. Yikes. (laughs) Sean pretends to be a physician. So he can talk to Gus. Sean tells Gus's boss his grandmother broke her other hip. Yeah, so and Lassiter and O'Hara are there being real detectives for the crime scene. Yeah. Notice that it's the first time, it's one of the first times that we're actually trying to be look like real detectives. We're using actual gloves. So they they Oh my they god, give us some, I noticed that too. I was like, we never use gloves. No, ever, like, ever. It was ever. the first time there somebody said well, maybe they should look like detectives and use <laughs> rubber gloves. But these ridiculous Surgical gloves are like five, they look like clown gloves. They're five sizes too big. If you look closely, you can actually see that on mine. I was, I remember, like, it's funny watching, watching it again. Cause I'm actually, you know, we mentioned continuity in the last uh, episode that we have to time certain things with the, when we're saying it with our lines, such as like putting on a glove at the same place. Like if my line is Sean, that's not what happened. And I put my glove on, on Sean, then every single take we do, I have to put the glove on, on Sean. So if that glove doesn't go on or, oh, and that's the other thing. If your hands are sweaty or they're wet in any way, like you cannot, you cannot put them on. And I remember that day and I was like, I really, really hope we don't ever have to use gloves again. And I don't know that we do. Towards the end of the season, towards the end of the show, they finally got us some CSI Miami looking gloves. Like we got some like fancy blue gloves or occasionally because they do have colored gloves. Right. I'd always ask yeah. for the blue ones and then hold my hands next to my eyes to make my eyes pop. <laughs> so in this scene, after I put the gloves on, it's funny. It's a shot of me like holding a notepad and a pen. Yeah. It's obviously my pen and notepad. Well, here, come here, look at this. And then we never show what's on the notepad. Ever. It's like, why, did I, why was just I so figures. interested in this in this little MacGuffin? Um, okay, I'm looking at my notes again. It was probably our Starbucks orders most of the time. <laughs> or my lines written down. Or our lines, yeah. Um, okay, so you and Henry are friends now. Okay, so Sean says, okay, after making another scene, Sean claims that the tennis player stalker is innocent. Juliet sits on a park bench. Sean shows up. He hands, Juliet hands Sean a piece of paper. Sean thinks the stalker is being framed. Um, oh no, we're, we're back down in White Rock again. Yeah, and this was also this was so pretty because we actually shot this. I remember we shot this so fast, but it was like the most beautiful sunset, and we were like, "Oh, let's hurry and get this scene on this bench," um, which I think, yeah, which is why we're sitting kind of back to back for a little while because um, it's just easier to shoot things that way. But uh, this is the moment. I feel like that cockle doodle doo is a little is a little flirt back with him. That's true. It, and it was, a, your delivery was adorable. I was rewatching <laughs> it this morning. Actually, we went back and rewatched this. Yeah, you do. 
The cock-a-doodle-doo. It was the cock-a-doodle-doo. But where were she? I guess we're back in White Rock. And just in front of the bench, when you all rewatch the episode, you'll notice there's train tracks right there, which mm-hmm. were the bane of our existence. We're mostly our sound people's, our crew's existence. Because every now and then, a freaking freight train would just barrel by right through this. And we have to hold for about a good 15 minutes to get this entire train to pass. There are psych-outs and bloopers that have this train uh, in the background. I know you psychos know this. I know so you know plus and minuses to White Rock. Beautiful plus beautiful spot. Ocean view. <laughs> not as much rain. Negative. Freight trains in your middle of your scene. And also in the background of the shot, there's the there's the White Rock Pier, which was made famous by Psych the Musical and Under Santa Barbara Skies, I think it was. Yeah, Under Santa Barbara Skies. It's beautiful. Which, and then that pier was, I believe, was taken out by one of the massive storms they had this past winter. A couple, uh, it was actually, yeah. Was it this year? It was one, it was over the last couple of years, some, one of the major rain or snowstorms that caused so much flooding up there. And that pier is gone. So weird. Such a vision. I think um, Hensy sent me a picture, a video footage of the pier being taken out, which was very sad. Yeah, yeah, really was. Um, I got one more about your scene. There's a, a glimmer of something we go back to with. It's the first time we see from O'Hara, her sort of um, homespun. When you say your your aunt who is getting dialysis was winter bear tired. Oh my God, winter I forgot. I wrote that down. I was like, and then he repeats it back. He's like, wow, winter bear tired. I'm like, yep, winter bear tired. That's such a Roday on the spot thing. Like that was not in the script. <laughs> I guarantee you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. And you know what that means? Presents. That's where Ana Luisa Jewelry comes in. Ana Luisa Jewelry is made for you and the planet in mind. They are 100% carbon and water neutral, but also really pretty. Like really, really pretty. I have some of their jewelry. I absolutely love it. It's just delicate. It's beautiful. Good for the planet. Their versatile designs are perfect to mix and match and wear every day. I even layer my necklaces together now. I have so many. I love them so much. I have a hard time choosing just which one to wear. So I wear all of them. I do. I actually wear all of them. Ana Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, has timeless jewelry for any occasion. A cute ring to show off at the grocery store when you pay for your groceries. A dainty bracelet for when you pick up an iced coffee or like six dainty bracelets if you're me, and luxurious necklaces that make your friends think she's making a lot of money with a necklace like that. But the best part is Ana Luisa Jewelry starts at 39 bucks. The prices are incredible. And with our code, pineapple, you get 40% off your order at shopanaluisa.com. That's shop.analuisa.com. Did you guys hear me? The jewelry starts at 39 bucks. And then with our code, pineapple, you get 40% off. It's crazy. It's it's so beautiful. It's so affordable. And it's good for the planet. At Ana Luisa, that's A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Their pieces are the perfect gift for anybody on your list. A friend, a partner, sister-in-law, a daughter to spoil. Plus, the gift guide on their website, along with their bestsellers page, are great destinations to browse most gifted options. So while you're getting yourself a new necklace, throw one in for your sister. Why not? You're getting 40% off anyways. You guys, 40% off. And how could I forget? New jewelry collections are released every single Friday. Get yourself and your loved ones the perfect gift with up to 40% off. Check out Ana Luisa, shop.analuisa.com slash pineapple. I know you're going to love them. 
And in um, leaving the episode, if you're so smart, then why are you dead? You give this sort of O'Hareism to Laster, and he calls you out on and calls it homespun corn pone, something or other. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's this little glimmer into uh, O'Hara's inner workings and, and Macron. Isn't she? Yeah. Where is she? Isn't she from Florida? I can't remember where, where Florida. O'Hara was. It, it's like Florida? Florida and and then, or that's where I went to school. Um, so let's see here. Sean arrives at his dad's house. Lasseter and his dad are eating together. Sean's dad has a pic of him and Lasseter on the fridge with the fish. So cute. Sean tells him to close his eyes. He pictures the two crime scenes. Sean remembers something. Sean's dad, oh, said that the crime scene photos are done by someone, uh, by someone, and each officer has their own way of seeing things. Sean and Gus arrive at the crime scene. Sean notices the clocks are off and the shadows with the pictures. And this is the scene I, you said to remember to, um, you wanted me to remind you about something in this scene. Someone has tampered with the crime scene. Sean remembers seven photos, but there's one missing. Some old guy walks in. <laughs> old guy. <laughs> I love it. I love How it, Devin. You? Some old guy walks in on Gus and Sean. Gus pretends to be dead. And the guys run out. The scene where Henry and Carlton are having a fine lunch of Red Snapper, their fresh catch of the day, <laughs> which then is the nice foreshadowing to the Henry Laster scene in Same movie thing. three. There's a first and a last, not just a first. It's the first and thankfully last time we ever see Laster in a short sleeve shirt. Are you in a short sleeve shirt? Yeah, I'm in the shorts, this horrible, like, brightish, this really bad pattern. Because... <laughs> Apparently he went fishing this horrible shirt. I don't know, but they wanted they wanted to summer him up or something. Oh, this is summer summered up, Lassie. This is Laster went fishing in this horrible shirt, <laughs> and then you see I'm in a short sleeve shirt in which is slightly more appropriate uh, fishing shirt in the in the photograph on Henry's um Henry's fridge. Oh my god, it's a different shirt. It's a different shirt. Which again, oh, I was like, oh, that's a little wonky, because obviously this picture was taken the day we went fishing and caught this snapper. But right. you know, that picture would have been. Taken a week later as somebody went, oh, go, we need, we need to get that picture for the fridge. Yeah. So it's a different shirt. So that one's a little more forgivable. But again, thank God you never get to see last in a short sleeve shirt again. I don't, why, why thank God? I don't understand. What's the negative here? Should we say stick arms? <laughs> stick arms, did you say? Stick arms, very sort of skinny, bone-like arms, which is the reason I always wear, sh- wear uh, long sleeve shirts. I have a bit of a um, bit of a hangout. Are you Timothy Stickarms Amundsen? I'm not going to be that formal about it, but um, <laughs> here's something you don't know about me, Maggie. Years after I got out of school, I did a play in L.A. and um, for some, I was in like a short sleeve shirt. Literally, I was referred to as the skinny armed Tim Amundsen. No, you were not. How effed up is that? Who is that person? Who did that? Uh, they they are dead now. Skinny armed Amundsen. The skinny armed Tim Amundsen was the, was my performance review. Oh no! Granted, it was not. A, I was not great in this play, but I would. I think I would have much rather than pointed out my bad acting than my skinny arms. More like Timothy Beefcake Amundsen. <laughs> what a jerk! I hate this person. Carrie was the uh, L.A. Weekly. I don't think it was the Times. It was something like the L.A. Weekly. Ugh! Terrible. I mean, stick arms did make me laugh, but I'm now I'm not. Well, stick arms between you and me. It's not in print. <laughs> it's not in print. That's true. That's true. Oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. So you were like, I'm done with the short sleeves now. On For the, show. the rest of my career. Oh, 
I really don't like this human, this person now. I want to find this person. I thought it was uncalled for. Psychos, you're on it. You need to find that. You need to find this article from uh, LA Weekly. <laughs> I don't know that it was it. LA Weekly. I don't even know if the LA Weekly is even in existence anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. But they it did nor then. should it after that review. Exactly. Smart that they shut it down. Oh wow. Um, okay, so um, no more summered up Lassie on Psych. Um, okay, hold on. Sean and Gus arrive at the Indian restaurant. Sean realizes who the killer is. Sean arrives at the police station, obviously making a scene, of course. Oh, and I sneeze. So funny. I love how um, inconsistent it is. Like, we we had it for an episode, then like, we kind of, like, was, it was his idea, and he, for, he, for, he forgot it. So, hang on. I got to go back. When we go to the, from the crime scene, we go to the Indian restaurant. There's a, sh- this shot opens up with a woman sitting at a table outside and then we have a cameo by our writer Anupam as the, as the shot expands, a, a gemna walks to the left of your frame. And that is our handsome Indian writer Anupam. I saw it too. I wrote it down. I was like, there's Anupam. We have an Anupam sighting. I love that. Um, all right. So we're almost through here. Hang on. Indian restaurant. Sean arrives at the police station, makes a scene. I sn- okay. Sean asks them to follow him. He arrives at the photographer's desk. The photographer cop got jealous because she met someone else. He smacked her with a trophy. He cleaned it all up. Then he scrutinized the photos. And you know what Sean, that makes him? That makes him the murderer. Wait, the, the forensic photographer was who? The murderer. Oh, I love it. This is so good. Um, wait, I actually want to go back. I want to go back because when when Sean is it with Henry, um, I did write this down because I thought it was so sweet when he goes to his house and walks him and Henry like is like, think, Sean, think. What do you remember seeing? What do you? It's very like throwback to when he was a kid. Like I, I still love that we have the Sean Henry moments of like he still goes to his dad when he needs help. Henry knows exactly how to walk him through it for all the stuff that they have. He leads him to it. And he has this sweet grin on his face when, when Sean comes to it. Like, he's so proud of him. And I, I, it really, I thought, was such a sweet, sweet moment um, between them. Because they've had some harsh ones, I feel like. Between him throwing the stuff out and the motorcycle and the thing. Uh-huh. It's a throwback to the pilot and how many hats. Exactly. It's like literally the same scene, except he's an adult now. And I was really touched by how the whole thing went down, just the absolute like trust they have in each other and knowing, knowing that Henry can help and Henry knowing that Sean's going to get there. He literally says, Henry literally says, will you trust me for once? Exactly. Which is um, what happens in the, in the opening of the, it's, it's the Henry lesson is about trust. That's some good writing right there, Anna Palm. Oh, I'm just now well done, Tim, to point that out. And yes, Anna Palm too, with the, the lesson that is what the whole theme of the episode is, right? And obviously, Gus at uh, at his his camp, um, his retreat. The whole thing yes, is, a, you know. So you could almost say the uh, theme of the episode is trust. Well, this is the psychologists are in, and uh, we are breaking it down, and we're we're coming up with the feelings. And uh, what we've discovered here in breaking down the episode is an over uh, over our arching episode theme of trust. Which some could say the theme of our year, my friendship is we are like, this is an audible, um, trust fall. <gasps> our podcast. It's an audible that just got a little trust. Deep. Tim, that's the sweetest thing ever. 
It is an audible trust fall. I mean, the podcast or our friendship? No, I mean, our friendship is just one big trust fall. Our friendship is one big trust fall, but this 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 podcast is an audible version of that. I have something in my notes, my super professional notes. But when <laughs> um, when they go back to the station and uh, we, we bring in... Okay, I think I'm going to try and do this without... And I'm still switching back to my other glasses. <laughs> for those, uh, for I, those who can't see... Yeah, go on. I had progressed before I needed to get them. Okay, so uh, they go to the crime scene. We bring in our supposed, I mean, our not supposed murderer, our first suspect, the stalker right. Felix Alvarez. And uh, Sean goes off on a, um, a barrage of Latino names or words. Mm-hmm. One of which is, um, he goes menudo and um, he pulls out the name Richie. But he's, his line reading is a foreshadowing to Lou Diamond Phillips and his reading of the line Ricci in oh, La, Bamba. Right. La Bamba. So it's, it's almost like Sean really is psychic. Like he knew we were going to get Lou Diamond Phillips at one point. He knew that. And, and also Tim Curry. Look at this. Look at this life art we're bringing here. Hang on. You are um, blowing my mind right now. I need, a, I need a minute. Yeah. You need to take a second, Tim. You are on fire. Take a drink. Um, okay. coffee. Sean arrives at his dad's house. He's sleeping outside. Sean yells, father. Lassiter decides to stop fishing with him. Are you okay? Tim's about to do a spit take, you guys. <laughs> Trying not to spit all over Allison's computer. Yeah, let's not do that. But it was funny. Uh, Lassiter claims his dad is capable of taking all the fun out of everything, uh, which is a nice moment, I feel like, for Sean and Lassiter. Yeah, and he says, I think I'm actually beginning to understand you a little more. Yeah, yeah. It is a sweet little softening moment between the two of them. Yeah, it was. We go back. While we're still in the station and Sean is, uh, this is some, some fun um, Trivia. visual word jumble for uh, for folks re-watching, re-watching the episode. Behind Sean, as he's um, calling out the suspect, our blue tile that used to be on the wall, sir, they're not real tile anymore. They're not even paint. They just look like stickers. They, yeah. It was a weird little, what the hell happened to our, our set deck? Didn't it change, though? Is, is it, doesn't it change around this time? I think it, it had already changed over by, by Oh, it this. had already changed. It, it changed over after the hiatus. It went from terracotta to blue. That's right. That's right. Guess which walls I always tried to stand by. <laughs> <laughs> well, my you have those blue eyes, Tim. You have those ocean eyes. Tim, why are you standing right next to the tile? Like, you don't need to <laughs> lean your face on the wall for this scene, Tim. We already put you in a blue uh, shirt. Like, he shut really up, shut did up, this, go guys. This, this, I'm doing it for my we character. We think we're making fun of it here, but it actually, uh, it actually happened. Oh, and this, this, in this scene, speaking of uh, the wardrobe, this scene, Lasseter's awful tan suit works its way back in. Oh, wait, hang on. Yes. Uh, oh, so the end. Gus gets a raise. Yay. His boss now wants to meet his grandmother. And Sean, they discuss a battleship uh, uh, rematch. Okay. Okay. Oh, favorite scene. Okay. So Tim, we have fan questions. I love our fan questions because it makes us feel like y'all are listening. And I love our fan questions. Um, okay. Favorite scene from this episode, scripted and improvised. Well, I know, I know Winter Bear Tired was something we improvised on the, on the spot, or at least James said, say, say, say Winter Bear Tired. So I know, I know that. Um, and then scripted, Oh, I also like the improvise of you guys uh, getting stuck in the doorway because that continues in the show. Um, scripted, probably the tennis scene with the girl 
thought so it was so good. funny. Like my favorite script I did in watching it is the reference to his, to Dulé's, to Gus's uh, airwolf jacket <laughs> and Sean's lineup, which I don't know if this improvised, but when Dulé starts to put the airwolf windbreaker back on, he's still put on. Nobody had an airwolf. He says nobody had an airwolf windbreaker except for Jan Michael Vincent. Oh, right. That's funny. Of course, the actor from Airwolf. Absolutely. Which you could, have, you could have felt, not that I'm going to try and out improvise James Rodeo Rodriguez, but he could have followed up with Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine, who was the other actor in that. Yeah, I watched yeah. Airwolf as, as a younger man. Okay, Sean asking the landlord to help chop up Gus when he was playing <laughs> dead. Was that scripted or improvised? I think that may, I think that was scripted. It feels very, um, very uh, James improv- improvisation. Maybe it does feel like it would be a, a bit. Um, uh, you're right, actually. It could be a bit harsh to get through like the network and everybody in an actual script. If they read that, they'd probably be like, "Yeah, that's too far." But seeing it done, it was so funny. They left it in. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you. That was probably improvised. Um, does anyone from the cast actually play tennis? Well, we um, answered that. Uh, James, he's a fantastic tennis player. Very, very good. And a tennis lover. Um, can the cast do these trust exercises for us? That's so funny because we just said we're doing an audible version of one right now. Maybe, uh, maybe uh, I don't know, guys. Maybe in, maybe in the future we can, we can shoot something funny for you all. Um, I feel like every day that we work together is a huge trust uh, exercise for all of us. Well said, <laughs> Margaret Cassidy. Awesome. <laughs> Well, we are. We're putting our we're putting our characters and ourselves in vulnerable emotional positions with other people. We're hoping can hold the space with us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you making yourself cry? I'm making myself cry. Okay, um, okay, hold on. Uh, Cassie, this right. Okay, where did you shoot the retreat scene for the pharmaceutical company? I don't know because it was beautiful. Do you know where that was, Tim? I think it was uh, Burnaby. Oh, right. Deer Lake. Deer Lake, I think is, no, we shot, oh, I'm sorry. You weren't Not Deer Lake. Deer Lake, we shot on the pilot and I think it was north. But that lake, I can't remember the name of that lake, but um, we did a Diwali festival there. O'Hara wore, wore an amazing sari. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I can't wait till we get to that episode. That was really fun. I loved wearing a sari. Um, hey, I think that's our beautiful episode. That's game set. Murder. Just one more. Thanks for hanging out with us for how long this was. We love you lots. I love spending time with you, Maggie, even though it's only over a computer screen. I love spending time with you too, Tim, and we're going to figure this out. We're going to um, we're gonna actually spend time in person soon. That'd be fun again. That would be the most fun. Plus, I want to see Bear. Bear, my next-door neighbor dog. Bear, your next-door neighbor dog who loves to come sit at your front door, which is the cutest thing i If I've you ever check seen. my Instagram, you'll see a, a silhouette of Bear at my, um, at my door waiting for some dog cookies. It's a nice day out. I'm going to go sit outside and see if Bear's around. Yeah, go see a bear. Go see bears out there. Um, okay, great. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye, everybody. That was such a fun episode. I love when Tim and I just get to hang out and talk about all of our fun memories. I cannot believe there are only two more episodes, you guys. Two more episodes until we get to season two. Thank you all again for listening uh, to episode 14 of The Psychologists Are In. Follow us on our Instagram at The Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. We will see you next week or talk to you next week or podcast the shit out of another show next week. Okay, bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.